Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org. beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That's right. We are one week away from Christmas. We've got That's Eagles wild. game day, Sixers game day. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to PHOI Phillies podcast. We've got Tyler Zuli back from vacation to rejoin us here. Jamie Lynch, myself, Renee Washington. And already I see so many of you in the chat. Matt Santiago, Will King Ming, hello to you too, King Ming, even though you always come in with the Philly sports hate. We love to see you here too, especially if you're hitting that thumbs up button while you're here. We've got Provolone John. We've got everybody here and so far. Mm, welcome, guys. Provolone. No. That just no. makes me think of the Reading Terminal tomorrow. Okay. I thought you were going a different direction with No. That. I'm just really excited for tomorrow. Yeah. So tomorrow at 10 a.m., we will be kicking off the start of our live shows at Reading Terminal Market. So it's an exciting day here at PHOI Sports. Well, every day is an exciting day, but tomorrow is even more exciting, guys, because we'll be having all of our shows live at Reading Terminal Market. Our show, the Philly show, will kick things off at 10 a.m., and then we've got all the rest of our PHOI shows. We've also got our uh, NFL show going to be recorded as well out of Reading Terminal. So for those of you that tune in live, Tyreek, Mickey, everybody else that's tuning in live virtually, you can actually join us down at Reading Terminal for some food, fun, and good conversation. Yeah, we've uh, we've done I've done this event in the past with uh, a coworker of mine that uh, happens to work for All City, uh, and they bring you a sampling of the market. So my advice to you, Renee, would be to come hungry. I'm always ready to and eat potentially thirsty because uh, Molly Malloy's is a, a great <gasps> bar. Yeah. Three minutes in, finally. All right. Will, Will, you win MVP of the day. Will gets MVP in the chat. Oh, Will, I love you. So thank you for the compliment, Will. I was just telling the guys before the show because uh, I don't fish for compliments, but for women to get our hair done, it could run you easily around six, $700 just for a hairstyle. So I was like, bring on the compliments. I just dished out a lot of money and time to get my hair done. Shout out to my hairdresser. What, time, what, what amount of time uh, are we talking here? Like two and a half, three hours? Six? Oof. Well, my hairdresser, Z, shout out to Z. What does, up, Z? Does do a good job of getting it done quicker than most. So it might be like three, four hours. It could be, for some people, it's an all-day thing. Like, you're going in at 8, 10 o'clock, in the, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. You're not getting you, out. Do they give you, like, a glass of wine or champagne for those some prices? Some of them do. Okay. I always bring my own. If you know me very well, I always bring my own food and drinks everywhere. <laughs> so I always bring my own meals and stuff. But, you know, they don't always supply that. Sometimes... You have to have a nice hairdresser like mine that does have wine on tap, yeah. but it's a it's an all day affair. Can you easily are going to lose at least half your day? So lots of money, lots of time, and I appreciate you guys for noticing. Uh, and yes, it is giving off some X Men vibes, but that's not what we're talking about here today. Although keep the compliments. Coming, so I guys. saw it on Instagram, um, and I forgot to say something. Thank you, Jamie. To Tyler, I did say, oh, that looks nice, uh, and then Tyler kind of, you know. 
yeah. one up to me there by actually verbalizing the words to you before the show. And then as we, married men, I feel like you guys appreciate and understand what women have to go through. My wife recently got her hair colored, and I learned a long time ago to stop asking what things cost. Don't ask. Yeah. Don't ask. So it's just better if I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Nope. Don't ask. Don't tell. Yep. That's the hair policy. All right. Well, it's been uh, a very exciting, oh gosh, $35 for a haircut. I wish. Um, (laughs) Jeez. I pay nothing. (laughs) Must be nice to be men. Yeah. All right. You know what else must be nice? No shampoo, no nothing. Opportunities to get paid big bucks. I'll take that deal also. You know, that would help with my hair finances if I was able to have a lot of uh, big contracts. But before we even get to the big contracts, I feel like we had a moment of of realization. Um, Oh, wow. Thanks, John. Thanks, guys. I mean, it's it's compliments, but it's also you guys like pew, 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 little slap in the face for reminding me of just how much I could have bought instead of getting my hair done. So appreciate that. It is actually the equivalent of a car payment. A monthly car note is pro- is about the same sometimes, and for most of us, cheaper than how much it costs to get my hair done. So we actually... So, yeah. uh, oh, no. Had, well, we're going off the rails, I guess, to start the show. <laughs> I actually had this conversation with my cousin and his wife and my wife last night. They came over for dinner, made some delicious French onion soup because it is soup season. Soup uh, season. And we had this conversation about, like, because we're going away for a day right after Christmas and the cost of a hotel room... Uh, and we talked about, like, even if you made, let's say, Yamamoto money, which we'll get into <laughs> in a second because there's a Jeff Passan update, I still would fi- find it hard to pay certain prices for certain things. Like, Good. I know. You, I, yeah, like, because I just think some things are overpriced. Um, even relative to what you like, everybody was like, no, 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 no. your, your scale will, will change if you're making that much money. And I was like, I don't know. Mm-mm. I think it would still pain me because I equate everything in life to what you can get with that money. So like if, uh, you know, that haircut was, I don't even want to know how much, um, I would equate that to like, oh man, that's a car payment every month. And I do that with everything. And it's kind of like my financial sickness. Yeah. So, like, I know you'd make more money, but, like, I'd still, like, find it painful because I'd be like, oh, well, that's a month's worth of groceries right there. Or that's this. And I always compare things to what other things cost. And I hate it about me. So yeah. Well, it's that. good to have a broke mindset even if you have money. I think that yeah. helps people be able to manage their money better if you're not just going out frivolously spending it oh, on everything. Man. Um, because if you had Yamamoto money, uh, yeah, I think I, too, would be a little bit less meticulous about, like, every cent of where my money's going. Um, yeah, like, we're, I, so we're going away for one <laughs> night. I was like, oh, one night in this hotel is almost equal to, like, our two car payments. Like, that that math doesn't math. You know what the I math mean? Math ain't math. For me, it, Like, that kills me inside. Here's what helps. And then we're going to move on, guys. Yes. Eventually, we're going to move on here. Maybe. Soon. Possibly. The Eagles play today. I mean, we'll just make this a pre-game show. We might not. But what always helps me out with spending is, (laughs) I know, I see the comments. I see it. I see it. I'm just going to let let those comments rock, Mickey and John and Provolone. Just hit the like button, Um, boys. Is the fact that I will pay extra for convenience. I will pay extra for fun, memories. So depending on like. That's why we're doing. We're building core memories for the girls. So like, it's priceless. It's also, yeah, it's also like both car payments this month. Yeah, but every once in a while, you have to invest a little more for those priceless memories. I guess, I know. Those memories have a, a big price. I wish I could stop thinking like this. I know. It's it's fine. Everything's fine. It's this a me fine. problem. It's a me problem. This is totally fine. Yeah. All right. So, listen, there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, we'll get into some stuff around the Phillies as well. But I think the biggest and most pressing thing that we've got to start with is Yamamoto. I know uh, we were going to open up with some Phillies talk, and we will get to some Phillies yeah. talk. But 
Listen, Yamamoto has doubled back. Now, there have been some reports that came out this past weekend. Uh, Joel Sherman of MLB Network reported it that on Sunday, the bidding war for Yamamoto, bidding war has continuously intensified this coming week. Uh, definitely seems like things picked up this past weekend. And according to Sherman, uh, Yamamoto had his second meeting with the Mets on Saturday. Mm. And they weren't the only team, especially not the only team in the Empire State to meet with Yamamoto. The Yankees also uh, have requested a second meeting with Yamamoto as well. That took place on Sunday evening. So... He had, obviously, a chance to speak with them. We know the Mets flew out to meet up with him. The Yankees met up with him in L.A. last week. And now he's doubled back to New York. And the Mets and the Yankees have had second meetings with Yamamoto. Bob Nightingale is saying the Yankees continue to be the favorite because, of course, we've read reports that the Yankees and the Dodgers were co-favorites. And now, to me, this seems like a one-two. Yankees is the favorite, in my opinion, Jamie. Mets as that number two insurance team. And it seems like Yamamoto really has interest in playing New York in New York and now wants to just solidify, okay, am I going to land with the Yankees? And if not, I think it's the Mets that are actually the backup and not the Dodgers anymore at this point. Yeah, that's, it, it does kind of seem like he's he's going to uh, New York in some way, shape, or form. I saw one report that said, you know, he wants to help return the Yankees to greatness. And the Yankees are like, you know, <clears throat> probably – are they still the most prized – team in all of sports we'll check on that regardless they're well, like they're top following three not the biggest probably anymore. not all of sports I <laughs> yeah mean, Barcelona there, there has to be a Man United Man one of but those but they're top three or five probably. in terms of valuation so like it does have that worldwide you know I'm sure Japanese kids dream of playing for the Yankees one mm-hmm. day so I'm sure that there is that appeal there I I uh, I was curious what it would be like to be kind of wined and dine at Steve Cohen's house have you ever seen the shark in his uh, I don't think I'd want a shark. So here's a picture. I pulled it up. So he has oh, so much ready. money that he doesn't really know what to do with it. So at his one house, he has this full um, great white shark, shark in formaldehyde in his, like, foyer. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But if you're walking into somebody's house. I'm walking out. But they have a check for $250 million for I'm coming for back you. in. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder <laughs> just if going Steve, to a different room. Seemed like, it seemed like Steve Cohen just wanted to get Yamamoto to his house to be like, well, look at look at my shark. And all look at what I can bring you in life. In all honesty, to have those meetings in LA or for them to fly out to meet with him for both teams does them a disservice. You want to bring him into your city, bring him into yeah. your home. Quite Tyler, literally, can you, can you screen share the shark so the people know what we're talking about? Yeah, you want to bring him into your home and give him a chance to see this is what life can be like for you. Yeah, it is interesting you bring this up as we were just talking about being financially uh, cheap and everything. That someone has a whole shark in their house and for coming, I don't know. That's that's interesting. That's a I whole. What it costs. I know, and now it's got my like, who feeds Eight it? Eight million dollars. Do you have a? Do you have a? You know how people have? Oh, it's a dog I'm sorry. Walker? Do it's you have, like, a, a tiger shark? shark. Do you have a shark feeder? Well, it's dead. Like a pers- Wait, what? It's yeah, just it's floating. Just, it's floating there in from all It looks like it's swimming. No, it, uh, Ew, it's that's a pre- gross. That's it's disgusting. a preserved. Tiger Can you shark. Show this, like, did you show it? Submerged in formaldehyde oh, in a glass panel display Mm-mm. case. Mm-mm. It was a. It's artwork, Renee. For those that it's are listening art, on podcast sweetie. platforms, look it up. Please go check out the show. <laughs> go see this picture. Tyler's going to give you guys a chance to see it in a moment. Um, it was commissioned in '91 by Charles Sachi, who sold it in 2004 to Steve Cohen. You have a dead floating shark. Widely reported to in, be at least eight million dollars, just in your foyer as like a piece of artwork. Like we have this nice book. 
bookshelf here with you some. You know, most people have. You walk into nice their front door. They've there. got a nice bench. You can sit on, take your shoes off. Nah. They've got a nice, you know, uh, welcome sign. Maybe it's a little spot to hang your keys. Maybe it's for grand foyers for wealthy people. They might have like marble flooring and a nice chandelier. This guy has a dead shark. tiger shark. Eight million dollars, though. You can't help but be impressed if you walk into somebody's. I don't think I'm impressed. To me, it's like you're just throwing money it's, away. It's art. It's well, a, that's the point. He has so much money that he can spend eight so million dollars. There's so many things. You, I would have. I would rather have a beautiful fish <laughs> tank million. of a live fish. I tend to agree with you. And like some pretty, like bring in Nemo and Dory. Like mm. have some pretty fish in there. And now when you walk in, you get greeted by a fish. I would. I don't want not eat a shark. I think I've eaten shark. I mean, I'm po- positive. Does it taste like chicken? No. Uh, when I lived in Australia, we lived next to a fish and chips place uh, on a you, marina. When you lived in Australia? Yeah, I lived there for six months. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Um, and well, the, so I feel like you should eat shark when you live in Australia. Well, the fish and chips was shark a lot of times. And unless you know that, you wouldn't really know. So it's it's fine, you know. Fish and chips. They don't like advertise it, it as. There it is. His mouth is open. I didn't even That's, realize. There you go, chat. There no. is the tiger shark. No. But you walk in, that is kind of badass. I don't know if I'm paying $8 million for it, but like. Well, I like the actual look of the tanks. I love the cool. color blue. Yeah. And I love the fact that the you can like see through, through it. it. But it would be much cooler if that shark wasn't in there. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty <laughs> badass. $8 million is It was is more wild. like a pool vibe, you know, or just like I said, fish. Just it did look really fish. pretty with the light coming through. The, right. the light was the best part. Like you walk in, like you see that light. So Yamamoto walked in and was probably like, damn. I don't know if I'm Yamamoto, but. If I'm Cohen, I'm getting people to my house. Like, I'm showing that thing off. I don't know if that's a selling feature or if that's one that's like, I'm judging you. Because I'm, I'm, it's almost like if someone has a, a dead bear head or like but much something on their, on their wall. It's like, a full I don't, shark. Uh, mm, mm, the the bear head kind of weirds me out. Yeah, but like the, deer if, head, but bear like, head, but like a giant. When I was stuff. in Alaska once, they had like the preserved full bear doing See, I love like animals up. too much to like. Yeah, think, but there, some I'm might concerned. die with that. I love animals too. Uh, do don't, you don't cancel us, Peter. Do you though? But the full bear standing up is pretty cool. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's not doing it for me. And I love decorating for anybody that's um hasn't found that out. I'm a big home decor person. Your uh, dream job would be weird. to run a Hallmark Channel inspired I'd love that. Uh, interior I'd decorating love that service. Because my yeah. kitchen actually has some of the same decorations as the Hallmark movies. And so we're right there. So the point for me, is like, if you have all that money, go get... It's the holidays. Get a nice... I mean, he probably has a nice Christmas tree and all that, too, <laughs> yeah, I'm I sure guess. it's like a 65-footer sure like, or something. Yeah. But, like, have a nice, beautiful tank. There's so many other options. You can have, I don't know, a baby... That's the it's point. He has like so much money that he doesn't know turtle, what to do with it. Uh, I don't know what other nice animals swim... A, a dead a sh- tiger shark? A stingray? <laughs> Jellyfish could be cool. Jellyfish could be cool. But I don't even know if you're allowed to put some of those I in I don't tank. know. I mean, I think oh, it's called man. an aquarium at that point. Left, John Sequela says, rich people are fucking weird. Yeah. This is yeah. odd. This is very odd. Okay. So with that, uh, all that to say, guys. Yeah. All but Jeff Passon's update. Okay. Back to baseball. That's why we're here. Cool. Um, well, it's your fault. But yes. I just can't unsee that picture. Because so, yes. I really thought the shark was alive. No. But anyways. It's, it's preserved. So Yamamoto's there at the shark house on Saturday night. Sunday he spends with the Yankees getting courted by them. Uh, reports are the Yankees probably are the favorite. And as Phillies fans, that's what we should all be hoping for. But literally uh, like six minutes ago, actually two minutes before we went on the air, Jeff Passan tweeted out a link to a Yamamoto story. 
I haven't read the full story yet, but based on his tweet follow-up, <coughs> he says, also in the story, all of the alleged $300 million bids for Yamamoto are inaccurate, sources tell ESPN. Teams have been asked not to discuss terms yet, but that could change today when bidding, sources said, is expected to begin. Now is when Yamo Yamamoto's free agency gets real. So it appears uh, it's, you know, final offers in for your house type of thing. Uh, you know, like, we want all final offers by Sunday. Well, it appears the real bidding window opens today. Um, 300 million might have gotten a little out of control there. But I wonder, like, it's probably going to be like, 225 to 250 you know it's still a substantial chunk of change so i like this because it's kind of like let's first hear the offer before we hear the financial side of things so you had every team got a chance to kind of to shoot their shot you had the dodgers who brought in all the big ringers they brought in moogie betts freddie freeman they brought in shoei otani they brought in will smith you had the phillies of course as we heard finally uh, through the reports that the phillies had a chance to meet up with yamamoto but also we heard bryce harper facetimed yamamoto was a part in the recruiting pitch you know every team has really been putting out their best pitch steve cohen decided to invite yamamoto in to see his dead tiger shark floating yeah. in his foyer you know it's it's a chance to flex it's a chance to see what's okay here's what you would look like with our team here's why we want you to have you here and then as he narrows down that list because i've last week it was seven teams that the phillies were one of those seven teams that were uh you know interested in the final grouping and now it's been narrowed it seems like it's been narrowed down and so now let's talk money let's talk dollars i've had a chance to hear everybody's best baseball offer now i want to hear the financial offer and i don't know about you jamie but i feel like for all the things that i've ever been involved with car shopping the college recruiting process looking for a house like i don't want to know the numbers right off the bat because then it skews my, my mindset on everything. Like, I want to know an idea. Okay, we all have a ballpark picture of what Yamamoto's going to be going for. It's a lot. So that's what... Uh, I just yeah. read a quick paragraph here of Passon's story, uh, and he's kind of alluding to more or less what you're talking about here, which mm -hmm. tells you that the Phillies kind of maybe have a little more of a shot. It gives hope because it's not like yeah, you're just going for the team that can pay the most. He says this. This is directly from Passon's story. Uh, these reports, sources said, are inaccurate, meaning the $300 million. Multiple high-ranking officials trying to sign Yamamoto told ESPN that teams were asked to give a preliminary bid at the start of the process to ensure they were serious. Mm. And you always heard, you know, there's these seven teams that are serious contenders for Yamamoto. So it appears as though, at least whether in uh, actuality or just proposal, the Phillies made a serious enough bid that they were considered one of the seven finalists. So I still think it's like a you know five percent chance that it happens, but the fact that Passon says you know that they basically had to have a preliminary offer to know you were serious, uh, and then he continues to say not necessarily in the neighborhood of where the deal is likely to land. Since those, his agent Joel Wolf has said has not solicited the new round of bids. That's what's going to start today. So I guess we'll find out in the very near future okay. how serious the Phillies actually were. Some team sources said we're interested in talking dollars recently, but we're asked not to do so yet. So the expectation is the teams will start proposing terms on Monday. It's it's like a security deposit. Yeah, kind of. You know, we want to lock you in first, show you we're, we're serious about you, as you mentioned. I will pay at least this much for yeah. that house. Can I get into the final discussions? 
Yes, that's a that's an accurate yeah. enough amount. So uh, why don't you come to the well? I think I just think that obviously this is a business deal. We all understand that it's about who can afford Yamamoto. But if you're leading with the money, it takes away the most important part of. The, for those of us that are not just about money, although I'll take that 300 mil myself, it's leading with the baseball side first. So I think it even shows a lot about kind of what Yamamoto and his team is looking for, and it definitely means someone like the Phillies, you do, you know, you do have hope that there's a chance there because he's not just focused on going to the team that can pay the most. It sounds like he wants to find that good fit. So I'm all about it. I'm, that makes me excited. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's still probably a pipe dream. Uh, it appears he's probably going to be New York bound. Uh, I just hope it's the Yankees rather than the Mets uh, because I don't want to see that guy several times a year. Yeah. Well, the Yankees have been very aggressive. Um, I know reports were coming out by Ken Rosenthal that even if they don't get Yamamoto, you know, they're still looking to be aggressive in, in who they bring in as a starting uh, pitcher. So, uh, listen, a lot of a lot of hope that if it's not the Phillies, it's the Yankees because it's bad enough we have to deal with the Dodgers. Uh, definitely don't want them going to the Mets either. Yeah, Eric Cole and Yamamoto would be a pretty good one too, assuming that Yamamoto doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it would be kind of <laughs> hilarious if the Mets got him for like say 275 million Oof. and he did suck. I would enjoy I that. I would like him to not suck. I'd like him to be good. I don't have any real personal feelings on him. I just I feel I feel bad. I feel, if he is I feel legit, bad when 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 players don't reach their potential and they under you know achieve in that sense. You guaranteed know, I, dollars. He doesn't though. have Hope. to be one of the greatest of all time by the end of his career. But no, I'd but like can him he to be, be like one of the best steady, Japanese pitchers to ever come? Yeah, over. I think that'd That's be great. That's what the bar is. Yeah, and I I hope he I hope he is. But I yeah, would for the sake of Japanese better. baseball, uh, it would be cool to have that like Otani and him come over yeah. within you know a five year window and potentially be two of the the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Well, Mickey's saying MLB Network stated he should be signed by midweek. I have been hearing reports that we're getting closer and closer to a timeline because, of course, guys, Sounds like it's final January 4th is right around the corner as we're already getting ready to celebrate Christmas one week from today. And 2024 is two weeks from today. That's crazy, right? Now we are also getting even closer to January 4th because uh, it's just around the corner. So I think this is definitely final offer time. This is when you go back in. You've got the appraisals done and everything. You're going back in to like finalize that paperwork, get those final numbers, and see where you're going. Uh, by the way, thank you for all the compliments in the chat uh, for all the date offers that I've received. Mm-hmm. I, saw got, I saw you got one in uh, Arkansas. Yeah, was that like uh, Santiago? Yeah, Santiago's always hashtag. I always knew. Night. I had a feeling that we were big in Arkansas. You know, we just feel like yeah, Arkansas people. Yeah, Santiago, tell some more of your friends <laughs> out in Arkansas. Let, yeah, us know, let them know. Mickey's talking about uh, Yamamoto's pitch arsenal. We uh, we tweeted out a, uh, a oh, pitch well, earlier yeah. today, or a couple pitches earlier from um, our PHLY Phillies account, and yeah, like the guy's stuff is absolutely. <laughs> filthy so chances are he's probably going to be a pretty damn good major league pitcher for sure for sure and before we even get into what's going on around major league baseball uh there's been some more updates from cody bellinger and reese hoskins and different shane bieber different names of yeah as we've been having lots of conversations about if the phillies would land yamamoto if the phillies are doing enough to be able to uh, keep up with what's going on with the rest of the league. There was a nice piece that Todd Zalecki put out and just talking about, despite the concern many of us have, and we've talked about on the show, myself included, maybe perhaps we're looking at this wrong. Maybe instead of thinking that the Phillies aren't doing enough to keep up with 
the Braves, the Dodgers, you know, and the truth is they're trying to keep up with the Phillies in terms of starting pitching. And so I liked the piece because it's, it did a good job of just outlining, you know, of course the plan for the Phillies is to return their starters, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, Taiwan Walker, Christopher Sanchez, with, with also the expectation that they're going to be even better than they were this past season. The expectation is more innings from Suarez and Sanchez, a better version of Nola, who, as we know, struggled throughout the course of the season in the beginning, especially. Uh, Wheeler to continue to be the ace and, and one of the best in baseball. Um, and then hopefully if Wheeler gets that contract extension before the season kicks off, that only will help increase and encourage for this starting pitching group. And so looking at their war and looking at the numbers, it put things in perspective, Jamie, that maybe even we've been kind of overlooking. I know Will's saying it's a solid starting five. You know, we've also been guilty on this show of feeling like, wow, everybody's doing so much, but start Starting pitching is so big in baseball. As much as you get excited and jittery about what the, the lineup's going to look like for the Dodgers, for example, I know we talked about them as a super team, it doesn't negate the fact that they haven't increased in their starting pitching, especially since Otani can't even pitch this upcoming season. Yeah. Um, you know, the Dodgers are going to be pretty nice a year from now when, when Otani can join that starting pitching staff. But, yeah, it was a nice little uh, sentence to read from time from Todd. Excuse me. Todd Zalecki, that is. Uh, you know, just a good reminder that the rest of the league is trying to get on the Phillies level. Um, and I th- think that speaks – when you think about how Taiwan Walker fell apart at year's end – and how Aaron Nola had the ups and downs struggles throughout the year that he did. I think the fact that they had that good of a starting pitching, you know, F4 for the compared to the rest of the league um, really speaks to how good Zach Wheeler is and what a pleasant surprise Christopher Sanchez was. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think you become the best war staff in baseball. Uh, and this goes hand in hand with the Fangraphs thing we talked about last week. That the Phillies, according to Fangraphs, have the best starting rotation in baseball and the best bullpen in baseball. Right. Uh, so I don't think you get that best war if it's not for Zach Wheeler and Christopher Sanchez because of Walker uh, and Nola, their ups and downs throughout the year. Walker was really good for like two and a half, almost three months. Uh, and then the wheels fell apart and Nola, you know, was up and down, up and down. And mm-hmm. then Ranger missed some time with injury. So it's, it's a really, it's a nice reminder to read that like, yeah, we're not like really chasing anybody in terms of starting pitching. Yeah. As the great Walter White would say, we are the one who knocks. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's just a nice thing. And it, and it, it went on the heels of the Jeff Passan tweet I saw, uh, you know, talking about money spent. If you exclude the Dodgers and their $717 million Sheesh. spent, the Phillies have spent the most money this offseason. Yeah. That's and, it, and it's all to Aaron Nola, but you do kind of like forget that that is a legit move because it's a returning player. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's where even what Dave Dombrowski's been saying and what we've been hearing from the Phillies is it's been reiterating the same types of, you know, everyone's going to be better next season. We've, We've got faith in this group. We can run it back. And it's hard because you get caught up in all the other hot stove updates and signings that are happening and trades that are going on. And it's like, wait a minute, it's it's been quiet from the Phillies camp, but it hasn't been. Of course, as we all know, Aaron Nola signing was huge. Uh, of course, there still is in the process of having those uh, conversations around who else is going to be brought in for the outfield and giving bull, get bullpen arms and at-bats, everything we've talked about many, many times. But it still doesn't discredit the fact that you get nervous. And I think this was a nice perspective yeah. piece of like, all right, let's not hit the panic button because as we know in baseball, there's first of all, it's a long season, but also something like solidifying your starting pitching core. 
you, you have to have that. And looking at the Yankees, the Dodgers, um, of course, we know the Braves, what their pitchers are going to be like. But across the league, the Phillies are, are in great shape still. Yeah. And you talk about the bullpen addition and what that might be. Well, Ken Rosenthal had a story from the weekend. Uh, and he talked a lot, which we'll get to some of the non-Phillies related things in a minute here, including like Dylan Cease and Bieber and Burns and all that. Uh, but the one update he did have was that if the Phillies failed to land Yamamoto, which is most likely reality, uh, they could enter the mix for two other Japanese free agent pitchers, left-hander Shada Ama- Im- Imanga- Imanaga. Im- Imanaga and righty reliever Shintaro Fujinami, uh, who spent last season with the A's and the Orioles. Now, Tyler uh, wants to take a shot. He was a slightly above average war relief pitcher, but one thing about him, if you talk about assembling the bullpen of guys who throw really hard, uh, he had, I believe, six strikeouts last year with over a hundred miles like strike three being over a hundred miles 16 16 excuse me um with over a hundred miles an hour uh so this guy's got gas and i know tyler you want to kick the tires on him for sure uh, yeah i would certainly take a shot because i don't think he's going to cost a ton i listen the the era is is not good he was much better in baltimore in his what he uh 29 innings pitched uh the, the a's used him pr- preliminarily or, or primarily excuse me as a starter and he was up in the eights he got moved to baltimore he, he got he dropped down to a four eight i mean again he only threw 30 innings but i think that this guy's career trajectory is probably middle of the bullpen type of guy with high upside stuff the whip is a little bit high but again that dipped when he became a, a reliever as well it went from one six to one two the strikeout per walk jumped from one seven to two one the strikeouts per nine were consistently up in the nines which means he's effectively striking out at least a hitter per inning plus mm-hmm. um, I think his stuff is really really good uh, I don't think he's quite figured it out at the major league level just yet but this is the kind of guy that you could conceivably buy low on at 29 about to be 30 years old heading into a second major league season that yeah. maybe could pay dividends for a team if he f- if he starts to figure some stuff out yeah and, and that's where you look to Caleb Cotham who's very well respected we talked about him you know like mm-hmm. a month ago when that story came out that he could be one of these fast risers in baseball and you look at Christopher Sanchez and Ranger Suarez uh, and some of these kids in the bullpen like you know he, Orion has talent on his own but obviously being in the system something has been figured out a little bit uh, and so some of these other guys that have had success under Caleb Gotham and you go, yeah, that could be a, a, a really fun signing. So uh, that was from Ken Rosenthal. So that could be uh, one of the additions around the edges that Dombrowski has talked about. I yeah. would think Fujinami is more likely than Imanaga. Im- Imanaga. Um, just if I had to guess, because I don't think I would think a bullpen arm is is more likely than a starter. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, exactly as you mentioned, Jamie and Tyler, I know in the chat we're seeing some similar comments about, you know, the Phillies. I know John's mentioning a lot of what the Phillies need to add and are looking to add. Um, Chris is giving his thoughts on um, on it as well. Listen, it's it's about finding those, I hate to say bargain pieces also, as you mentioned. Like, if you are able to get uh, Fujinama for less or Imanaga for less, um, why not be able to get Fujinami or Imanaga and, and bring them in? Uh, but definitely a bullpen arm is the priority. So yeah. that's where the shift is of, you know, if you're looking to have a, a reliever um, like Fujinami, okay, 
think he could be a front runner. And I, I have faith in, in Caleb Cotham uh, that he'll do a good job with give whoever's Give him another guy in. that can throw 100 miles an give, hour. Yeah, and, party. You, you give, and those are the types of things. Okay, he can work with that, to say the least. Um, and I think for the Phillies overall, I just have faith that whoever they bring in as that uh, additional bullpen arm is going to yeah, be able John to John says, you know, they've done well with high-velocity oh, arms yeah. with control issues, uh, i.e. Jose Alvarado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, the Rays all but gave up on him, and the Phillies brought him in and, and made him a, a, a really damn good relief pitcher, or help make sure. him, I should say. For so sure. he might be the guy that fits that mold, and that would be uh, a great around-the-edges uh, cheap expenditure. I still think they need an outfielder. I uh, really kind of hate that there's no chatter there because I, uh, I do wonder if they're actually going to add somebody. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I'm I think it's sure obvious either. that they should. I don't know if they're actually going to in reality. I don't either. And actually now looking at some of the moves that happened this past weekend, it makes me uh, even more nervous because I'm seeing some of the names coming off the board. Uh, but first, I want to just also update our very own Reese Hoskins, uh, the, the chatter that's been around him. So we've all wondered where Reese Hoskins is going next and what's going to be his next stomping ground. Now, the Cubs have been a front runner that we've heard most consistently. I know we, when we had Sarah on, uh, who covers the Cubs, she was talking a lot about what uh, you know, Reese Hoskins can add for the Cubs. We're looking for a first baseman and looking for a great clubhouse guy and Reese and for the, the ability that he has to be able to smash balls out of the ballpark. So John Morosi reported Saturday that the Mariners are also showing interest in Reese Hoskins. Uh, it seems as though the Cubs have been a little bit slower. Now, the Cubs, previously their reports had discussed a one-year or multi-year contract with Reese's representatives, but it feels like things have slowed down around the discussion for Reese. And now... The Mariners might be sliding in there a little bit uh, as there's been some increased interest for the Mariners, and that makes me intrigued of where we're going to see Reese going next because I kind of was wrapping my head around him with the Cubs. Um, I, th- I think I'd rather him go there, but... Either yeah. way, two good teams that I think he'd be a good fit for. Yeah, uh, you know, there was some talk about the Mariners last week that they're, they're like, close. Why aren't they doing more? Yeah. Uh, and then Morosi's report basically said they feel as though they're having their own regional sports network financial woes and yeah. uncertainty there. So it's, it's kind of... I guess a little bit of an anchor on them. Uh, but they said, Morosi said, you know, Seattle feels as though they have a tough time recruiting free agents to the Pacific Northwest because so many guys are from the southeast of the country. Um, so, you know, Reese being from Sacramento, they feel as mm-hmm. though maybe they have a little bit better of a shot with him. And, and basically he said if the Cubs don't wake up, they're going to lose Reese here. So yeah. if he goes to Seattle, you know, whatever. Uh, I think it would be cooler to see him in Wrigley personally, but then yeah. you don't. Then you can actually root for him in the AL as opposed to rooting for him in the NL. This uh, is true. And him potentially, you know, hurting the Phillies one day. This is true. This is true. Uh, Neil's bringing up the all MLB teams. We're definitely going to hit on that, too, because I was pleasantly or unpleasantly, I should say, surprised by the teams as they were announced uh, and just watching the inaugural weekend long events that we saw. Uh, But listen, it is closer to game time, even though we may be feeling a little bit frustrated with the Eagles after their last two losses. Uh, what? The what Sixers have the been Eagles? very up and down. Wait, the last, I know. Oh, they're struggling? Oh, yeah, struggling a little bit. There's panic but in the you building? You know where you don't I have didn't... to struggle. That's yeah. over at the game time app because the game time app makes it nice and easy. If you're looking to get over to the Wells Fargo Center tonight to watch the Sixers take on the Bulls, I'll actually be there. If you're looking oh, nice. to get to a game, uh, any game, concert, comedy show, go to the game time app, use code PHOY. It allows you to get $20 off of your purchase for all first time users. And over at the game time app, they do a fantastic job of giving you the 
great prices, but also the chance to see your seat. So now you'll have an idea of where you and your friends, your loved ones, your, whoever you're going with, are going to be seated and get a nice stage view, court view, field view over at the Game Time app. They make it simple. They make it easy. They have lots of options for tickets to buy and great prices. So again, head over to the Game Time app, download it, and as a first-time user, you get $20 off your purchase with the code PHLY. We will get into what's going on. It is Eagles game day uh, tonight. I know, Jamie, you're excited to be doing another Eagles post-game show. We'll get there because there's a lot of other things that have been going on around Major League well, Baseball right quick, now. Real quick, it's a Phillies birthday. You're the big birthday. Aren't you a big birthday oh, vibes person? birthday person. Yeah. Well, I think before we get to MLB Hot Stove, it'd be rude of you not to wish a happy birthday to one of the Phillies. Do you Today's know who December. They tweeted at him this morning and he said thank you. Oh, it's, it's uh, Johan. No. I just felt like the way you said it was like somebody. <laughs> no, it's Brandon Marsh's 26. That was my next guess. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I promise you. I, pr- oh, I should have said Yes, it. he turns 26, and, and he shares a birthday with uh, Ronald Acuna, <laughs> who's much better at baseball than he is. <laughs> That's a not couple a of great baseball Rod- players born on this <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, Ronald Acuna is pretty damn good at baseball. He's better than most people on this planet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. happy birthday, Brandon Marsh. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, B-Marsh. Little Christmas baby. I always kind of feel bad for the Christmas baby. I do, too, especially as a holiday person Unless because the there's no separation. Yeah, you need some space. Do you? Oh, yeah. Do Tyler you? is a Christmas baby. Uh-huh. What's your tell, exact birthday? Tell me more about it. What's your exact birthday? The 27th. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. That's in between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, that week between Christmas and New Year's is like... It's no man's land. No, it's not a Nobody good time Nobody knows where born. they are. They're just perpetually drunk. They're just drunk. partying, celebrating. I mean, I guess excited. it's like the it's best like week of your bliss. year every year, right? Like, that's kind of a given. No, no. Well, see, I'm not a big birthday guy to begin with, so oh. I don't really... I, like, don't say that. As an adult, I don't care. Um, oh, don't say my, that. My... Like, so for me, because like... You know, you, you do you do Christmas, you know, holiday stuff with your side of the family, and then you do it with your spouse's side of the family, and then you know you have New Year's coming up, and like in between, like my wife asked me the not too long ago, she's like, "What do you want to do for your birthday?" I'm like, "I don't know, go to work." <laughs> she's like, "Well, but what about that night?" I'm like, "Go out I, to I, dinner." I, I don't know, get ready for work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go get a burger at the bar. I don't know. Yeah. You need to celebrate birthdays, guys, because they're not guaranteed. I, Every I, year, I enjoy birthdays. getting older, another year to celebrate, you have to take that time to pause and reflect and celebrate on life. You can't just skip over birthdays because what if it's your last birthday? She said enjoy it because you might be dead next year, Tyler. All That's right. what she's saying. All right? You just never know. And so not you even, go enjoy it, that birthday. But it's not just about you. Like, it's even, I mean, I'm not saying this specifically for you, Tyler, but in general, people, you never know who's going to be there next year, where you're going to be in your life next year. Somebody could relocate for a job. Mm. Somebody could be pregnant. Somebody could be, you know, it's not just bad things that could happen in the next sure. year. It's great things, too. Or you could be dead. You need to... Po- <laughs> <laughs> you need to pause and celebrate the now and take time to like, yes. it can Live be something as simple as like, like Jamie said, go out, get a nice dinner, but something where you're saying it's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Oh, a burger at the bar is like, uh, yeah, I, I, that's always I love good. a burger. You know, I ate a burger every day straight for the first like two months of my college career and <laughs> every day i gained literally like 30 pounds <laughs> the freshman 30 with yeah i doubled the freshman 15 from the food hall yeah it was i mean it was it was, was great. it good I you had, ever miss I it the burgers oh, yeah. i just love burgers i eat burgers all the time really? that's like my go-to when Jeez. i go out to dinner nope burgers tyler we discussed this last week just uh, just a um, 
a patty on a bun? Renee With thinks she hates oh, okay. ketchup. She thinks she hates cheese, but she actually really likes cheese. I do yeah. hate cheese. I yeah. had this conversation this past weekend because everybody acts shocked when I say it. But she I likes don't know why it keeps coming cheese up. Cheese pizza, mozzarella sticks, and... Um, cheese steaks. And cheese, cheese steaks. steaks. Not with wisdom. But hates cheese. But yeah, what? I put on a. I yeah, put we on discovered this on Friday when you were uh, sunbathing. In but here's Florida. another fun fact. I think it wasn't you. even nice. The weather was <laughs> terrible. Oh no! I put on a freshman thirty because I went on a burger and milk diet because I. That's where I started drinking milk every day. So I was drinking milk. Were I still not, drink milk were you all in the, the time. Soccer program and still putting on this weight. Yeah, I mean it was muscle. But if you ever look at like, it's funny when I look back now at my freshman soccer pictures. I have my. It was all on my face. I had like ra- a rounder face. <laughs> That's and then great. I had like I was bigger then than I am now. I mean I'm not big now, but no, I was like far from I jumped. I was very skinny going into college, and I jumped to like 155. That happened to me too. Yeah. Um, well, I was actually playing lacrosse, and it, like, I was not fully like in I season. Just yeah, yes. I was fully in soccer season. That's partly why you were. I was putting out so much energy and, and stuff. I had to replenish the nutrients I was losing, mm-hmm. and I was eating burgers all the time. Like Gosh. a Michael Phelps diet. Yeah, basically. It yeah. was a it was a it was a hall a dining hall burger. It wasn't like McDonald's or something, but it's all the same basically at this point. All uh, right, let's run through <laughs> let's run through some other news because we're going left again and I wanna bring it <laughs> on back, guys. Bring it on back. Um okay, so other news that happened around Major League Baseball this past weekend. Uh, we talked about Hoskins, but also Cody Bellinger. The sweepstakes continues for him as well, and his final list seems to be getting more and more narrow. Uh, it seems now it's the Cubs or the Blue Jays that he's been uh, reported. John Heyman reported the Cubs and Blue Jays are the most, the two likeliest teams for Bellinger. On Sunday, Bob Nightingale also wrote that Toronto has emerged as the favorite. Chicago is still in the hunt, as he says. So it looks like we might be seeing Bellinger, who, as we know, part of his issue was the numbers that teams weren't able to find a price point that worked for him and for them. And it seems the Cubs also are struggling with that. But uh, might be Toronto, especially after they didn't have a chance to be able to reel in Otani, might be able to reel in Bellinger. Yeah, poor Robert Hershevik. I feel like Toronto hates him now. Uh, But it does feel like... uh, You went from a hero to a zero. I know. You live long enough to see yourself. Maybe you should go get a dead tiger shark to put in his house. Maybe. Um, It does feel like the Blue Jays are kind of desperate to make a splash here. So it would be interesting. Uh, Yeah, but again, like we talked about Cody Bellinger. Like, I couldn't imagine giving $175 million to him. And I think teams are kind of like feeling that too. Like, okay, yeah, he's the best outfielder on the market, but are we really comfortable giving him that much money? Not really. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, In terms of the pitching uh, and some names that have entered the the market, we'll get to what Ken Rosenthal said about, um, you know, Corbin Burns and Shane Bieber and Dylan Cease and all that. There's a name, and I think Tyler would be very intrigued by this name. Now, I'm not saying for the Phillies, but I'm also not not saying for the Phillies. He has one year remaining. I think he's projected to get $12.5 million in arbitration, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but the reason the Astros would move on from him is because he's, a, you know, in a year from now going to get a lot more money. Framber Valdez. Tyler, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that, like, I get so that it's I. clearly a money mm-hmm. move, right? Because, yes. you, like, they are paying um, – well, no, they're not paying Verlander anymore. Are they? Uh, the Mets are eating a good yeah, chunk. Yeah, because I was going to say the Mets are still eating quite yeah. a bit of it. So old, old like, Shark Cohen. I'm thinking about their 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 pitching staff, and um, 
And he he's not making much. Their prospect farm system much. is ranked twenty seventh in baseball, so they're viewing it as an opportunity to replenish the farm system. Uh, Christian Javier is still not making much either. I don't think. I think he's still pretty um, team friendly in terms of his contract. Like I, I know that they are. Yeah. Okay. So he's at five at sixty four. That's not a lot for a starting pitcher. No. I, I'm I'm really kind of surprised. That yes. This, a this new is a pitcher has entered the arena. Yeah. It's it's really <laughs> kind of surprising to me. Uh, the the only thing that I can think of is they are not convinced that they can re-sign all of their guys. Yeah. Yes. That must be. They must feel as though he's gone. I don't know if it's uh, PTSD from the World Series, but that guy dominated us. So it's hard to not think about like ooh. <laughs> yeah, if Romper Valdez, I didn't know he was available. I wonder if they I wonder if they make a call and see what the cost is because I'm, I'm sure. intrigued. Yeah. I mean Even I imagine for a one year they, rental, I don't care. I imagine they there's at least a phone call that's been made. I think a lot of teams least. will be making yeah, phone calls. Uh, for, probably all the contenders and the big market teams. But that was an interesting name, new one from the weekend that popped out. Um, very much uh, you know, my ears perked up at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh listen, it's the market's been interesting to follow. Of course, a lot of it's been dictated by Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, Yamamoto. But as names get cleared off the board, uh, we're hearing some new names thrown in, which makes this all that much more fun. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about Corbin Burns at one point. Of course, he's one year away from free agency. But GM Matt Arnold has said, because the reports and the rumors continue to swirl a bit, um, that he expects Burns to be the Brewers' opening day starter. Interesting enough, might not. So we won't be uh, letting it burn here in Philly, possibly. But nothing's for sure. As long until, as he doesn't go to the Braves. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also a guy All that might guys. be going to the Braves, Ugh. Dylan Cease, actually, as you talk about the Braves. Uh, so Dylan Cease has drawn interest from a lot of teams. We've been following Dylan Cease along with Burns and Shane Bieber as well, who I'll touch on in a moment. But uh, Dylan Cease now, some reports coming out that the Braves are a team that's been very actively interested. That was Ken yeah. Rosenthal. Yeah. in Dylan C. So, uh. Yeah, so I read the Ken Rosenthal <laughs> this morning from the weekend, and, and, you know, Yamamoto, Snell, and Montgomery are the big free agent names, but obviously, as you just talked about, Burns, Bieber, and Dylan Cease, and now Framber Valdez uh, are four pretty damn interesting names on the trade market. So Rosenthal thinks that uh, this is all going to happen after Yamamoto because there's so many teams after Yamamoto that are in contention. Once he signs this week, I think you're going to see an uptick in these trade talks uh, because, you know, whether it be the Guardians, the Brewers, mm -hmm. or the White Sox, they're going to try and pounce on the team that misses out on Yamamoto uh, and prey on their desperation to get somebody. Um, I, I feel like the Braves are going to get somebody, and I'm really going to hate it. Yeah. Um, it's looking I really way. hope it's not Corbin Burns. If they got Bieber or Cease, uh, you know, that's still a, a, tr a clear upgrade for them. Uh, but he, he mentions the Reds and Orioles as two teams uh, that are on the forefront of uh, Dylan Cease, with the other teams remaining being the Braves, Yankees, Giants, and Rangers. So, again, the big market clubs with money um, that are going to miss on Yamamoto are potentially going to be in on Dylan Cease. And if the Braves end up getting one of these guys, it certainly balances out the probably pitching advantage that the Phillies have over the Braves. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So that would suck. That's, that's not good. That's but, not good. We don't like that. By the way, guys, here, just taking a look at some of the Astros numbers, trying to dissect this Framber Valdez thing a little bit. Um, I, I think I, I'm not sure if they're, they're looking at this one of two ways. The, the first thought is a lot of their star players, not that they're old, 
but they're starting to get a little bit older. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still they're think... They're a little of, older than the Phillies core, I, right? I still think about Alex Bregman as, like, 24 years old. Yeah. What is and he, 32 he's 30, now? He's 30 now. 30. Uh, Jose Altuve's 34. Um, obviously, Jordan Alvarez is only 27, but, like... Daddy so, reports. So, <laughs> they're getting a, a little bit older. Not that they're an old team by any means, because you could play baseball forever, but also some of the numbers jump in 25 and 26. We were talking about Christian Javier, right? He's at 7 this year, but next year he's at... 10 and then in 26 and 27 he's at 21 apiece so they're probably taking a look at that number Alex Bregman's at 30 this year and then he becomes a free agent Jose Altuve's at 29 and then he becomes a free agent uh Verlander's at uh, 43 and 35 now again that's a lot of deferred money to the Mets but 26 he becomes a free agent Jose Abreu's making almost 20 in the next two seasons Lance McCullers is making almost 18 the next two seasons Jordan Alvarez they could pay him whatever he wants he's probably still underpaid yeah uh for the, the 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 type of productivity that he puts together but the point that i'm trying to get into is all of their big time names that i just mentioned are impending free agents soon and then on top of that you look at valdez who is in this heading into the final year of his arbitration and then he becomes a free agent in 25 kyle tucker is the same thing jose arquiti is the same thing and then guys follow behind that Chaz McCormick, Mauricio Dubon, Brian Abreu. They've got a lot of turmoil turnaround with a th- bad mm-hmm. farm system to think about over the next couple of years. I, I think a lot of these guys are going to get paid, but I'm not sure all of them are yeah. going to get yeah. paid. Yeah, so it's yeah. A, it's certainly an interesting name. I mean, that that pitcher trade market is a robust one. Mm-hmm. Some pretty pretty nice names, all more or less on, you know, those close to expiring deals, which makes them trade candidates. Yeah, I know Rosenthal was noting that. Uh, Bieber might not is is due to injuries and everything. Bieber, someone that might not be as um, highly coveted or interest gaining a lot as much interest as someone like Burns is doing in Cease. Of course, Burns and Bieber both entering their final season of arbitration. Burns expected to earn fourteen point one million. Bieber twelve point two million. And so the market for Those Shane Bieber so has yeah, but it's it appears that you know there's been some teams, the Reds, different names that have been thrown out for Shane Bieber. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where where some of these names end up. Uh, also the twins have uh, entered the chat. Tar- you mean target with the team that plays the target field, which is the stadium I got right on Friday, that, that Twins team? You like the way I did that, Tyler? Thank you. I forgot. Renee's sweating because there's three stadiums left and I can tire. You can't, though. I oh, wait, can. you can. I can tire. So she's sweating. She's nervous. We're not there. Yeah, but we're also to a point now where we, you've got a, a 33% chance yeah, of getting like this thing right. I like, get the I'm likelihood aware. is that I just need you are both going right to get the I same I, I just need her to go 0 for 3. We're not on We're oh, not on Get That oh, Ball oh, Well, I'm not. You know what? But I was going to play in Target Field on Friday. I got that right. I, I, was I just gonna, wanted to I was going to say you. something, but I don't think I'm going to because I can't give Renee any more ammunition up 3. Hmm. Excuse me? All all you have to do is guess the same ballpark Jamie guesses no, no, every no, no, year. Stop but, talking. But, okay, but this is why I purposely want him to send them to you because I don't okay. want anybody acting right. like I'm cheating or just going to ride well, Great American ballpark. That would be the this way to, exactly to guarantee. This is exactly why, though, for that exact reason, Tyler, because that I don't want anybody trying to act to like I'm... Win. I know, but that's... I don't want that. I want to win outright, and I don't want anybody to say, oh, you're just guessing what Jamie's guessing. So great American ballpark, Cincinnati. All right, listen, we got to get to guess that 
that ballpark. Well, anyway, about the Twins. Yeah, I know. We've got some news. I just wanted to remind you, Target Field, I won on Friday. Okay, go ahead. After I won three straight. Nobody nobody remembers that. Friday was the last show, most recent on the mind. Go ahead, Renee. What about the Twins? I didn't like the Eagles. My winning streak got cut, and now all of a sudden that's all people can talk about. God, the Eagles are a mess. All right, so um, it is already 2.51, so we're going to roll through these next updates. So the Twins have been listening to trade offers on outfielder Max Kepler as well as infielder Jorge Polanco. That came out. John Morosi uh, reported those news. So some names that are on the Twins' minds. Uh, who playing Target Field? Um, Target Field, which is also the, stadium I got the Diamondbacks Friday, yes. have officially. Uh, we talked They're about Lords Guriel, but Lords Guriel Jr. is no longer on the market. He's off the market. That's a pretty so decent the, deal. De- yeah. So the Diamondbacks signed Lords Guriel Jr. to a three-year, forty-two million dollar deal with a fourteen million dollar club option for 2027 and an opt-out after 2024. Um, and so that's been interesting because the Diamondbacks have been. Very, very active as well. As we know, Eduardo Rodriguez was signed to a four-year deal, $80 million contract um, earlier this offseason. So the Diamondbacks have been in re-signing and new signings, also yeah, uh, making some big moves, guys. I think, uh, who was it in the chat that really wanted Gurriel? Was it MBD? Somebody in the chat, yeah, we talked M- about I think MBDBF. Yeah, that one. Um, he really wanted Guriel, and I was kind of with him. I don't. He he was a pain in the ass in that NLCS. Uh, so the Diamondbacks have gotten a lot better. You know, they yeah. added Eduardo Rodriguez too, and uh, you know they're going to be. I would imagine the favorite in the NL West. Mm, am I, am it's I looking. It's oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Dodgers obviously. Wait. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. So I'm brain farting there. It's fine. With it's my fine. divisions. Why you brain fart? Uh, Taff KMs, welcome in. Uh, you're saying I wish Arizona was a, a bay, not a state. That's interesting. Uh, but welcome hmm. in to you. Uh, everybody else, uh, yeah, Neil's confirming it was MBD. Yes. You guys really pay attention. Also, make sure you're We're paying attention to hit here. that like button while you're here. Hit that thumbs up while you're here in the chat. Uh, we talked about Dylan Cease, the Braves being a favorite, but also the Orioles are a team that I've, that was later in my note. The Orioles and the Reds have also been teams yeah. that have been uh, mixed in with Dylan Cease's name. And then um, I just, as long as it's not the Braves, as long as it's not the Braves getting one of these pitchers, I'll be I'll be fine with that. I don't know. Yeah, I hope I, not. I, I really just wish the worst for the Braves. All right. Well, partly why uh, I think many of us wish the worst for the Braves is because when you look at things like the all MLB results that came out, it I, makes you I an, it makes you annoyed. Yet. Okay, so this year was the fifth. All MLB team. Uh, everything began back in 2019. Let's go through them but tomorrow. This was the but I want to hear year. how many Braves because I know that's I, what yes. you're about to hit. Me this with. was the first year where the show where they like changed things up. So they had a whole weekend. It was an it was uh, out at HyperX Arena. Um, they had a Thursday dinner that was uh, at a, the Dup- the Delano Hotel. Excuse me, that overlooks the Vegas Strip. Players were there to sign autographs. Corbin Carroll was there. Zach Gallen, different. Players with their signed autographs. Friday, they had a golf outing. That's cute. That's fun. Uh, that was at the Shadow Creek Golf Course. Ooh. And, I think that's yeah. like 650 or 700 around. Oh, yeah. Something, so everything something. was, everybody was out in Vegas except for us. Is that the and one then where on they model Saturday, Shadow Creek? Here you go. One of the courses. Here yeah, you go, man. Uh, <laughs> one of the courses out there models like the most famous holes around the country on 118. Well, if its name is Shadow Creek, I feel like Shadow should make sense that you're... Sh- Shadowing. Yeah, so then after the golf outing Friday, Saturday was when everything happened. Ooh. So Saturday nights was the all MLB team show. 
that was uh, featured on MLB Network. And we'll get into a deep dive of the names that are on there. Now, the important thing to know is last year we had Kyle Schwarber and Aaron Noll on the second team. JT Romuto made first team. This year, zero Phillies. I know it was mentioned in the chat earlier. Big fat zero Phillies that were on an MLB team. By the way. First or second, zero. And in total, Jamie, before you read that, we had... Wait for this, wait for this, wait for this. I lost it. There it is. <laughs> the Rangers had, you want to guess how many, actually? This, is, this will get your brain warmed Garcia. up for guess that ballpark. Three? On both teams? Oh, wait, no. Simeon in the middle of the infield, one, two. I'm going to, I'll guess four Rangers. I'm missing something. You in are the too short. Six Rangers between the two teams. Braves, what's your, what's your guess? Oh, God. Uh, Acuna, Olsen. Riley. Did you say six Rangers? Six. Yeah. All right, so. Six. The middle infield, six. Garcia. Mm-hmm. I figured Montgomery made it. Somebody in the bullpen. So <clears throat> did Jonah Heim make it? So, yeah, he did. He's on the second team. What about Josh Young? I'm looking. Third base. No. He shouldn't have, but I'm just curious. No. Okay. Wait. So it was Simeon? No. Who, who'd we? Simeon? Okay. Marcus Simeon, who's next? Jonah Heim, you said. Second team. Right, second team. Um, Adolis Garcia. Garcia died to him. Of course. Um, Who am I missing? Who's the other middle infielder? I'm brain farting. Ezekiel Duran? He didn't make it, did he? Um, oh my gosh, I should just be doing a finder thing because it's like not listed by teams. Um, it was also Seeger. Seeger and Jordan Montgomery. Okay. There's your six. All right, on to the Braves. Uh, let's see Acuna, Olsen, Albies, Riley, Strider. Strider. Iglesias didn't have that type of year and he was hurt. Um, that's got to be it, right? Is your final answer six? No, I think five. Is that right, Ty? You agree with five, or should we up at one? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Sean Murphy makes it. Mm, uh, he had a really good year, though. Yeah, but so... Was it, it an all-MLB year, but so, so you said Jonah Heim was second team, right? Jonah For the Rangers? Hi- yeah, Jonah Heim's on the second team. And they're team. only carrying one catcher per team. Correct. Adley Rutschman had to be yeah. team one. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. He's so, the best catcher in baseball. So Murphy didn't make it. So is there any bullpen pieces on now, right? I don't, I don't think to that level. I mean, they had a... I'll say five. Okay, Tyler? Yeah, I think that that's... Although... Ooh, shark bites. Did, did, we, did we definitively say Albies made it? I think so. Oh, I didn't say... If, I, didn't, I didn't confirm any, to, to any me, braids. To me, it's Olsen, Olsen Acuna, Albies, Riley, Acuna, Strider. Riley, I'd go, f- I'd go four. Wait, you just said five. Olsen, Acuna, Albies. No, 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 no not Albies. Matt. Olsen, Acuna... Riley Strider. You don't think Albies? I don't think so. Not as I hit a monster here. I'm going to go five. He's going four. Lock, locking it in. Winner is five. Okay. Good job, Jamie. I had Albies in uh, Albies, fantasy this year. He was, a, he, was okay. a, yeah. he was a monster. And you were correct. They had a, a league-wide record of three on the first team with mm. Austin Riley, Ronald Acuna, and Matt Spencer Olsen, Strider, and bastard. then Albies and Matt Olson were on the second team. And yes, like you said, Adley was the uh, first, first team, team catcher, catcher for sure. Yeah, you guys, good kid, job in the kid's chat. A, kid's a stud. Yeah, yeah, yeah good job really in the is. chat. I know there were some answers that were also being. The Orioles are going to be good for a long time. They need arms, though. 
Yes, they do. And that's why they're in the market for a Dylan Cease, Corbin Burns, Shane Bieber, or mm-hmm. maybe Fromber Valdez. All right. You starting to sweat, Renee? No. I, I, I sense a little un- un- uncomfortableness over there. You were fidgeting <laughs> with the mic. You were moving the well, monitor. Well, I was turning the monitor because I, I didn't like want you to see how many people. It's getting close to guess that ballpark time. And I think I, I just sent I, I wanted you to some, tell the story of Ryan Howard, though, because. That's a wild story. That was in our, it was, it was mentioned in our description. We can't leave the people hanging. They yeah. want to hear the story. So. It was in the description? Oh, I did plug it in. Okay. All right. This is courtesy of Todd Zalecki, and I had never heard this story before. Story time with Jamie. Yeah. So it came off of the back of Giannis being a giant man baby. And watch out. There's a ladder over there. Giannis might come kick it over. Uh, being a oh, giant man. Did you man- see him on the bench with his kids when they were blowing out the pistons? He's a good dude. And that I was like so him cute. All, but the, like, he, <laughs> he acted like a total spaz weirdo That's okay. the other night when he stat padded his way to the franchise history uh, record oh, for the Bucks. He uh, stat padded. The uh, other team sat their starters with like four and a half minutes to go. They kept Giannis in for another three minutes so he could get some points. And Maybe to get, you know, it's it's a momentum it thing. A you know, get seeing the ball go through the net, you know, scoring feels great. Um, so Giannis, you know, runs down the hallway like a total spaz. Uh, and to- Todd talked about uh, in his newsletter the fact that Major League Baseball, which I didn't realize, but it actually makes sense. Um, they do not authenticate baseballs that are hit into the stands because it's, impossible to prove the chain of custody once it clears the fence uh which makes sense because you could just come in with you know some scuff major league baseballs and be like oh i just caught uh you know uh albert Pujols' 700th mm, home run yeah and you know it makes sense that mlb does that so i had never heard this story about ryan howard before uh, because they were talking about Giannis's basketball and yada, yada, yada. Ryan Howard became the youngest ever player to hit 200 home runs when he homered against the Marlins on July 16th, 2009. Where were you July 16th, 2009? What's Renee Washington doing? 2009, going into my senior year of high school. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Damn. Sorry. Sorry. Damn. Like, would you like, Sorry. Would you like me to you make like it me worse? To... I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> going into senior year of high school. School, I was probably on a soccer field somewhere. Okay. Or maybe playing. Yeah. Tyler, where were you? 2000. Uh, what was it? September July, 2009. July 16, 2009. I was the summer going into my sophomore year of high school. Oh my god. <laughs> um, anyway, Ryan Howard became the youngest player in baseball history to hit 200 home runs. A 12-year-old girl caught the ball in the stands. I've never heard this story. She was ushered to the visitors' clubhouse where she received an autographed ball from the big piece, Ryan Aww. Howard, which is really cool. Super. Cool. Um, um, for the ball. Later, the girl's mother went on to sue the Phillies to get the ball back. Howard gave it back. Todd goes on to say, now Howard does not have his 200th home run ball. And the woman who has the ball, you know, basically he says that might as well be a batting practice ball to anybody else other than her and Ryan Howard. Again, these situations are rare. Todd, so who on. do you think was right in this situation? Um, I think it shows that Ryan Howard's a really good person that he gave it, it back. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sorry. Who should have kept the ball? Ryan Howard. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what's, I mean, what's this like? Is, what's this girl doing? So give, give him another I think home what run they ball. Need to give start, her the 200 I was first say, ball. Well, I think what they need to do in this situation is you give her a different ball. Yeah. And you can write on there Next like home in run honor. Yeah. No, you can even do like in honor of catching the 200th home run ball. Because I, I just Something. think like it's just it's just gonna sit there anyways. Nobody an knows. Bat, and you still hat. have that memory to share like I caught the ball. 
And you can still, it's, it's, now it's do you just blame the 12 year old girl or the mom? The mom was chasing money because people are out here be so, that's what you have to watch it's for. People are so money hungry that bad they're out parenting. here like, ooh, I can sue and get some money. How are you going to sue the Phillies? Come on now. Bad parenting. Ryan but should I never have kept that. that ball. I agree with you all. I know in the chat, it's the mom to blame. She yeah, just totally. got so, that, but this is that what people do. Exploit their children. <laughs> You're going to like bank off of your child because she had this great moment. Probably didn't even catch the ball. I'm sure somebody else caught it and gave it to yeah. her. And then the mom just ran with it. Well, if I had found a bunch of extra cash, especially around the holidays, Renee, you know, let's say I sold a Ryan Howard 200 throw home run ball and I had some money that was uh, burning a hole in my pocket, well, I'd probably head to Wayne or Westchester and hit up Wheelhouse Cards because Wheelhouse Cards is our go-to gift and apparel shop in the, well, sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley because their motto is cards and community because a love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Top Scrum Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as sweet gear, t-shirts, hats, hoodies from brands like Mitchell and Ness, 47 brand, Junk Food, Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. And if you're looking to grade your sports card collection, well, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host a ton of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every single month. So stop into either store in Wayne or Westchester, open seven days a week at 11 a.m. and use code PHLY to get 10 dollars off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. All right. Hey, by the way, had either of you ever heard that Ryan Howard story before? No. Todd's no. email? I've not. I've never heard I that. I had to reread that a few times because I was like, huh? She sued the team. That's Somebody was trashy. saying like maybe the, you know, they were low on money. I mean, maybe, but I but just say, hey, Mr. Howard, for your ball, can I have $1,000 or $5,000? Yeah, I would rather. I'd rather that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I if you're, you're, because are you, yeah, no, no, no. It's just too much. He can it's always say no. Much. Right, it's just way too Or he much. might just say, yeah, sure, kid, what's your what's your cash app? Let me hit you with 5 k 2009, we were not cash app. No, we weren't. We were like, that's part of the problem, though. In modern age, I might have been able to just cash up her. Here, here's a thousand dollars. Imagine if an MLB player was just like, <laughs> there you go. There's five K kid. Get out of my face. I would Give love me my it. ball back. That's what Giannis <laughs> should have done. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Here's the deal, guys. It's we've already reached sixty-five, the sixty-fifth, sixty-fifth minute of the show. Uh, because we are officially overtime. Of course it, we are. Right? We work best in overtime, guys. Didn't you know that? Because it's time for Guess That Ballpark. Before we do a quick, we'll do this first, and then we'll briefly, briefly, briefly give our NFL thoughts, because it's been a wild weekend around uh, the e NFL. Eagles are... Holy crap, it's cuckoo, been a wild week. Cuckoo. But with that, we have just three, 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 tres, trois. How many ways can you say three, Jamie? I think Bonus you, points. You covered them all. Three balls. <laughs> Three ballparks left, City Field, Oriole Park, PNC. I might not even look at pictures for these final three. I might just fire. All right, and we're going to we're gonna be slacking or texting, depending on what generation we're from. Tyler, our picks. And so with that, because Jamie did get Friday, the score is now 11 to 8. To eight. So I just got to go. So technically, Jamie has three. to get every single one right. And you and just I have just to get every to get one wrong. One right. No, it's no big deal. That's a lot of pressure on both of us. I think it's more pressure on me. And, and the you. chances of us guessing similar. But these league. ballparks have very distinct looks. So uh -huh. I feel like this is mm -hmm. going to be good. All right. All right, Tyler. Oh, what's happened already? Oh, okay. there it is. Wow. Tyler's like, all right, a lot of angles. Uh, wait, Looks so like a diamond. It was Shine bright Orioles like Park, City Field, and what was the third? PNC. P 
ESPN. Shine bright. Great American Ballpark. Final June. answer. I won't sing as much because I have a cold, and I know I don't sound great with a cold. Wait, hold on. We used PNC like two weeks ago, didn't we? What? No, we didn't. I thought we did. I'm almost positive it's we did. It's not on my list. Oh, so no. So we only have two ballparks left? No. Wait, We, we should have three. One, Do you know two, what they are? Three. Do you know what what kind of what kind of operation are we running here? <laughs> Going off of Renee's notes, we're all doomed. Oh no! I I think I have an answer. I just want to. I'm pretty sure we didn't do it. Wait, let me go back and consult my notes. This this definitely adds time, by the way, because. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, Tyler, you know, because you have all the. I'll let you. Yeah, sort I'm going that through out. all the ones that we had already. Okay. <clears throat> Shine bright. Yeah, PNC was used <gasps> on Tuesday, November 14th. What? Mm. Plot twist. So what? Who got that one? So what? what's the third stadium? Wait, what was that in between? Oh, Where did no. we do that? This is that disaster. was in between Comerca and Detroit and Chase Field in Arizona. What? So we only have two ballparks left. Or do we have three? Oh, no. I thought we had three, but I didn't think PNC was one oh, of them. Oh, no. Okay, wait. Do I need to go through the whole list that I have? Oh, I, like, no. We're I not doing this live it. on the air. Just, <laughs> so this adds a, a fun new element here. I cross-referenced it with the list mm. of all 30 teams. Wait, mm. let me count my list. One, two, three, mm -hmm. four, five. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. While you count that, I, I'm going to lock in my answer, I think. Maybe not after seeing that center field. Yeah, I have. Okay, that puts us at 28. So we do only have two left, guys. Plot oh. twist. So you can't win. <laughs> no, no, no. See, now I'm going to make a third one. No! Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just no! because you're your historic stadium. Uh, I have my you're final gloating. answer, Tyler, and I will. I'm gloating. I will. Uh, <laughs> I'm always gloating. Well, with two ballparks left, this makes us a lot easier. I'm going to text you my answer. Oh, well, <clears throat> I will. Um, I'm just going to put it in our. Oh, no. Why is my thing not texting you? Come on. Come on, phone. On my Final computer. answer in Slack, Tyler. <laughs> what you got, James? All right. Wait. Oh, now I'm a little okay. nervous because nope. I did that kind of nope. thing. I did that kind of Nope, we're locked in. We're locked. Um, and Jamie, got it. Jamie's answer was, well, so correct. the ballpark that they, they now call, I guess it's just Oriole. Yeah. Something. It's still Camden Yards. Oriole Park at, at Camden, Camden Yards. Yeah. Jamie Jamie gave me Camden Yards. Renee gave me Oriole <laughs> with like seven E's. Yep. Um, and it's to nobody's surprise, uh, both of those are correct. Yeah. San Diego said I went to pee and we're still in this park. That's probably my second most attended stadium in Major League Baseball. I've been to Oriole Park a bunch. I I've love been that past stadium. there a lot. It's I've awesome. driven past there so many times. Boog's Barbecue Pit. It's a great stadium. It really, it kind of started oh, the modern yo, generation yo. of baseball stadiums. Oh, Congratulations, yo, yo. Renee. You uh, cheated better than me and uh, earlier than me, and you won. <laughs> so. So the score is now 12 to 9. It's, this has been fun. This has been so much fun. Um, but you know what else will be fun is if the Eagles can win today and get off this losing streak. I think skin. they're going to. Because uh, I just think when everybody's so down on them, they they'll they'll pop back. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts is probably. It sounded like Ian Rappaport was saying he had COVID without saying it. 
Well, I, he was like flu-like symptoms without the flu. I blame Micah Parsons. He got everyone sick is because that who it he was? was sick last week, right. and now all right. of a sudden, Bastard. Jalen Hurts is sick. I'm blaming you, Micah. Listen, it's been a crazy, crazy weekend, and I was looking at some yeah. ridic- like some insane stat that in week 15, over half of the games that we saw, I'm sorry, under half of the games that that have oh, been Hertz played, not have just. No, I think that that was just speculation. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Sixers, only six or seven of the 16 games this past weekend featured teams with both of their week one starting That's quarterbacks. That's wild. There's been so many quarterback injuries, and it was there were four games that featured backup versus backup or backup versus QB3 because we're now seeing backup quarterbacks get injured. But shout out to, uh, well, Joe Flacco. I don't know how I feel about the whole Joe Flacco thing. It's, it's amazing. been cute. It's been fun. Joe Flacco, in my opinion, he's like, I'm just here to collect checks. I thought I was done. I was on the couch. I'm back. He's just very mild-mannered. But that uh, the Bears near win in that Hail Mary that we saw from Justin Fields. That was wild. Insane. Never seen a Hail Mary like that. And then T. Higgins. Shout out to T. Higgins because he literally helped them beat the, the Vikings because that wraparound arm, the poise there, beautiful. And I knew they were going to win in overtime. On Twitter yesterday. It was pretty fun. I love that. Once, um, once he made that play, I was like, they're winning this. If the... Eagles can't beat Drew Locke, and I know they don't have Slay, and they might not have Hurts, and Eli Ricks is starting, yada, yada, yada. If you lose to Drew Locke, you don't deserve squat, and it'll probably doom the rest of the year and how I feel about them, because I think this is kind of a get-right game. That's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. Honestly, listen, I I don't care how well the 49ers look right now. I don't care what's happening with the Dolphins or the Cowboys. I'm locked in on the Eagles, and regardless who's starting, but definitely if it's Drew Locke, the Eagles should be able to win today. And Marcus Mariota, if you're if Marcus Mariota's the, the quarterback, so be it. Marcus Mariota should be able to do enough. Ah, well, I know. I, I need 2.7 points. Especially if it's points. Drew Locke versus Marcus Mariota. You have to win that game. I need 2.7 points out of A.J. Brown. To oh. get to my fantasy football championship. Okay. I need that to happen. Well, also, with this stretch, if the Eagles can't close out, Giants twice, Cardinals, Seahawks, I'm concerned come playoff time. Today is a day for me that's really going to sway me if yes. I'm optimistic or right not. It is. And if you and if, the, new if the Eagles don't win today, regardless, yeah, you've got a new D coordinate, D defensive coordinator, you've got possibly Marcus Mariota out there. Regardless of all these things Our going on, heads are go falling win. off. Go win. Yeah. Go win. Uh, Zach and Bo had a, a, a nice story on uh, allphly.com. They did a, like kind of an emergency pod this morning before the pre-pre-game. So, yeah, I think, I think they'll get right. And if they don't, the sky is indeed falling and the season's probably over. It is. I will say the only thing that makes me feel better before we wrap up is... Yeah, I'm about to pee my pants. You always have to pee your pants yeah, on here. Yeah, I, I drank a lot of red wine yesterday and oh. then a lot of water to combat So let that. me take my time so in like, sharing this. Well, I'm just going to get up and leave at some point <laughs> if you're too long uh, because I'm not peeing myself on the internet, Renee. All right, fine. But what makes me feel better is when I watch the other teams, looking at the Chiefs' slow start against the Patriots. The 49ers beat up on the Cardinals. I'm not going to, like, take that. <laughs> There's nobody else consistently week to week. The Titans beat the, the Dolphins. There's nobody week to week that's dominant. The 49ers so that gives me a little. Uh, okay, but whatever. <laughs> they still lost three in a row at one point in the season. They had their dip they down Debo, and they did back have up. The Bills are looking much better now. But it, all that is to say, it's anybody's 
season this year. Yeah, so I've got you some gotta, hope. You got to get it right today. now. You got to win today. You got to get it right now. All right, guys. Uh, Red Wine's got Jamie ready to run out of here. A lot of hot reds Hope yesterday. that you guys have a fantastic rest of your Monday. I know I'm going to be at the Sixers game today watching the Eagles on my phone. And Reading Terminal tomorrow. Hopefully we'll we meet. we'll all be at Reading Terminal tomorrow. That is right. Our Reading Terminal Market Fun Day with live shows. You guys can join us. 10 a.m. is our first show as the Phillies. We're going to be kicking things off at Reading Terminal Market. Um, and you can come join us. We'll be having food. You'll be able to meet us. You'll be able to chat and hang with us. And uh, we'll be having all of our live shows tomorrow. So thanks so much for tuning in. It's going to be a fun week here at PHOY Sports. And uh, as always, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button, subscribe, and following PHOY Phillies Podcast. For Tyler, for About to Pee His Pants, Jamie, and for myself, Renee, <laughs> let's go Birds, let's go Sixers, and we'll see you tomorrow at Reading Terminal Market. Bye, guys. We're all silly like the mayor. 